It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. And we are here. How you doing, man? Hey, all right, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm doing doing pretty good considering my age and my mileage. <laughs> Especially the mileage. Yes, uh, that that that's kind of rough on the body sometimes. Yes, you know? when you when you live as a country boy. And of course, when we got weather like this out here, it's raining here in Texas now. Three days. And yeah, this is in the middle of uh, well, almost in the middle of May, I guess. Hey, guess uh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Mother's Day. It is, isn't it? Wow, yeah. man. And uh, and be blessed if you can uh, tell your mother a happy Mother's Day. Yes. You know, so. My mom's been gone a long time, but she was precious. Mm-hmm. Country girl all the way. She was uh, she was renowned as a, a cotton picker. She was my cotton picking mother. <laughs> <laughs> and they were always trying to get her to go to the right to the cotton picking contest over in Arkansas because she, she could pick more than anybody. Did she go? Uh, she never did. But she could pick three fifty to four hundred pounds. That stuff's light. That's a lot of co- that's a lot of cotton. Yeah. Two hundred fifty six was the most I ever picked. And Mama said that I could have picked more if I hadn't have been out in the middle of the cotton patch, pretending I was on the Grand Ole Opry. Mm. Yeah, that's probably why Roy Clark did he write that song. I never picked cotton, <laughs> but my mama did, <laughs> <laughs> and my daddy did. <laughs> <laughs> but we today, I think we're going to talk about coal mining. We are, we are actually. And I was doing a little research on that. Saw that a while ago. That uh, back uh, in uh, about the seventeen hundreds here in the United States, anyway. Of course, they've been they've been mining coal a long time before the machinery came around. Yes, uh, with a uh, sledgehammer and a chisel. Chisel, and, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a song called 16 Tons, and the the idea in the song was that he was a great coal miner mm-hmm. because he, uh, he could chisel out 16 tons in a day. Wow. He loaded 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Man. And I'm sure it was true. And it said, uh, last line said, I owe my soul to the company store. Speaking of which, I did a little research on that too. <clears throat> you know, they had the company store. And uh, they would give the guy a script to uh, spend yeah. at the company store. Well, you got paid. Yeah. And, and we were talking about that a little bit. I don't think the, the company store thing, I think, is, is kind of uh, uh, that's kind of past history. I don't think they do that anymore. But I we guess were, the store was owned by the... It was owned by the coal miner, yeah. or in this yeah. case, around here in this uh, area of Texas, we didn't have coal mines, but we had sawmills, and they all had... Or not all, but most had a company store, and so the uh, people that worked there they would get some script to uh, spend at the company store. And you know, we were talking about that a little bit, thinking, well, um, you know, you you, you kind of think the company store had uh, was kind of stacking the house a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, the amount what 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 script was worth. Yeah, you know, you know, my automobile <clears throat> insurance company. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just, just an advertisement. No, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to mention their name. <laughs> but uh, you, if you pay your bill with some regularity, paying for your car insurance, yeah, you get this mythical points. And they sent me an email the other day saying that uh, that I had thirty six thousand points. What does that mean? 
well, I don't, man, that sounded like maybe I could take 36,000 <laughs> points and I could buy me something really, uh, you know, a 70-inch TV or whatever. Wow. But uh, actually, uh, it would just give you a little bit of a discount at some store. Mm. So I think that those, we do have some modern-day uh, rip-offs comparable to... <laughs> To back then. You think that's what they were trying to do? <laughs> one of my favorite writers is G.K. Chester, and he, he was writing one time about the fact that people resent the the street urchins, the beggar on the street, mm, mm -hmm. and uh, out there begging for money. Right. And he yep. said that uh, he actually didn't like commercials because that was the rich begging for more money. <laughs> true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, coal true. mines. Um oh, yeah. So, like you say, way, way back in the day, it was uh, it was done by hand. And, uh, you know, I was born in Tennessee, and in Tennessee, when I started out, we had, uh, we had a wood stove. Mm. We would heat and cook right. on a wood stove. Uh, but then when I moved to Kentucky, and Kentucky and West Virginia, I think, are the biggest coal mine states. When I moved to Kentucky... Uh, our house there, we had a coal furnace. Mm. And so in our backyard, whereas in Tennessee we had a wood pile, now we had a coal pile. <laughs> so uh, it was my job, and of course you only burn that in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it was my job to go out to the coal pile yeah. and uh, get the snow off of it or whatever and bring the coal in to burn it uh, to burn it in the furnace is a is a lump of coal is is it heavy well it depends on how big it is <laughs> well how big's a lump that's <laughs> there were right. all different sizes oh they were okay yeah there were uh, in fact there was uh there was a one kind of furnace uh, maybe they called it stoker coal hmm. we're, we're going back too far for me to remember yeah. but it it was a uh, small pieces right uh, the furnace that right. we had it was come yeah, there were some chunks of coal that I would say would be approaching the size of a basketball. Wow. And the density in that, it, it was very, uh, very heavy. Mm. Uh, you know, Billy Joe Shaver had a, he, he took the idea of coal and made a kind of a spiritual song out of it. Uh, he said, well, how was it? He said, he said, I'm just an old chunk of coal, yeah. but I'm going to be a diamond someday. John Anderson did that too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, the idea about that was ostensibly, mm -hmm. to use a word you like, uh, but ostensibly, way down in the earth, if right. coal is under pressure right. for a kind of a long time, say like millions of years, <laughs> 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 that... Uh, that that becomes that's a long time. Yeah, that that becomes uh, a diamond. That the pressure mm -hmm. and the length of, and the millions of years that the the coal turns that that's when they mine for diamonds. That 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 used to be coal. Now that's, you know I won't believe. I'm I'm a little bit gullible, not real gullible, but uh, <laughs> I I guess that's so. I'm gonna. I, I don't. Know. I take people. I've heard that for, before, though. Yeah, I think, I've heard that before. I think maybe that's. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the coal miners, uh, and I was just reading a little bit here, 19th century, uh, which would have been, what, about 1800, somewhere along there, I guess. Yeah. Um, they built uh, strong connections with the organized labor movement. Uh, they were a union, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, big unions uh, controlled a lot of the uh, coal mines. And there were some serious uh, minor uh, fights against mm, yeah. the, I would say so, the coal yeah. mines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the coal mining industry, though, uh, it goes back to the pilgrims almost, doesn't almost, it? Almost, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, <clears throat> so when you're talking about West Virginia, that's a very mountainous state. Right? Yeah. Eastern Kentucky is very mountainous. So what a coal mine was, was, you know, you started digging these tunnels in the mountain. Yep. But now, uh, I live twice in Louisville, Kentucky, which is north-central Kentucky. Well, then in the western part of the state, there's not any mountains, but they would do what's called strip mining because they would strip away the, uh, the top layers of earth Till they got down to the coal, mm-hmm. and then they would bring in these big shovels and, uh, and dig it up. And and dig it up. I noticed here there's two kinds of coal. There's bitumus. Uh, I guess you how you pronounce that. Bitumus coal. Bituminous. Bituminous. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Yeah. Bituminous. Okay. And then there's that uh, anthracite. Is that is that right? I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah. anthracite coal, which I, I don't know what uh, what the difference is, but there is two different kinds there. And that well, you was, know, uh, when you would, uh, like when we had uh, our home there in Kentucky, when we had the coal furnace, uh, and that's one reason why coal kind of went, went uh, by the boards as far as being a preferred fuel for heating or whatever, mm-hmm. because uh, it was uh, it produced a lot of uh, uh, smoke and uh, soot. Yeah. Our house, man, it was a it was a problem, and breathing that was was not good. And of course, mm-hmm. the coal miners uh, that black lungs disease. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, there was a, a disease there. Yeah. Yeah. That. That was something that they had respiratory problems and mm. took the lives of a lot of them. So the uh, the coal mine industry now in the United States has really uh, really gone by the uh, gone by the boards. Mm-hmm. I think the the politicians or whatever in West Virginia and Kentucky would would like to see all that rejuvenated, but I don't think there's any way uh, if they're going to pick on. Uh, diesel fuel and gasoline uh they're sure yeah. not gonna yeah accept coal as a yeah. that i think coal though is cleaner than burning uh, other fuels right is that correct or not i don't think so i think you it's the other so? way okay. around yeah, yeah. way around okay okay yeah because there's just a bunch i mean um or else they wouldn't have quit well yeah you know, they quit using it yeah that's true i guess so then well well, you've got uh, we got a few songs lined up. Uh, yeah, there, and there's so many songs that were written, and you talked about this a little earlier too. A lot of songs written around uh, coal mining, coal miners. Yes, uh, Loretta Lynn had coal miner's daughter. Right, her dad was big. a. Oh yeah, he was her big. dad was a coal miner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when and, I lived in Kentucky and playing bluegrass and country, but I was playing a lot of bluegrass. And I had some friends that were in my band there in Louisville. Right. That uh, they had family over in the the on in eastern Kentucky, at the very edge of the Kentucky West Virginia border. Mm. And uh, so I went over there a couple of times to just uh, hang out and play music. 
uh, all of the boys were um, coal miners and they were bluegrass musicians. And so they would work in the mines all week. And then on Saturday night, uh, in fact, uh, I would go to uh, Pikeville, Kentucky, which is right in the middle of all that. And I would take, uh, I think it was Highway 119, across Ooh. over to, right. almost yeah. to Williamson, West Virginia. And we would go up what was called Big Creek. Mm. And uh, we would come to Ruth Reed's house. She had an old house, frame mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And those boys, her sons and their families, they uh, they bought mobile homes and pulled them uh, up on the property. So you had the you had the old house with mobile homes all the way around it. <laughs> and uh, her old old house had a wraparound porch. And so we would get out on the porch with the guitars and banjos and fiddles and mandolins, and and we would um, we would play uh, play bluegrass music. Yeah. So uh, it was inevitable, I think, that uh, songs would be written about uh, coal mining. Mm-hmm. A lot of them had to do with the struggles and the difficulty of the of the life. So I picked out a, I picked out a couple of songs. Let me get my guitar. You go ahead and do that. You know, there was a lot of songs written about coal mines, and these go back. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how old these songs are. I've never really. Which side are you on? Thirty-one Depression Blues, Coal Miners Boogie, and uh, West Virginia Mine Disaster, Dying to Make a Living, and Black Dust Fever. Just a few of the old. I mean, these are probably going way. Way back. Yes, I actually consider myself to be a little bit informed about, and I never really, I never really heard of any of those. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I can tell I'm not as informed as maybe. Well, I, used I think to. those are like that. May be back in the teens, you know, the nineteen early early years, even even maybe before that. Who knows? You know, um, they used to do that. What are you gonna do? Well, I think first one I'll do a song that uh, was written by Joe Maphis. Joe Maphis was a Kentucky um, primitive country music artist. Uh, one thing that was distinctive about him was Joe Maphis was one of the early guys to have a double neck guitar. Mm. They were a different octave. One of them, in other words, was higher pitched than the mm-hmm. uh, than the other. Mm. Uh, and he wrote a song about the coal mine experience. That was called uh, Nine Pound Hammer. Okay, like this. do it. This nine pound hammer is a little too heavy for my size, for my size. Well, roll on, buddy, pull a load of coal. How can I roll when the wheels won't go? I'm going on the mountain, gonna see my baby, but I ain't coming back, ain't coming back. So roll on, buddy, don't you roll so slow, how can I roll when the wheels won't go? It's a long way to Harlan, and a long way to Hazard, just to get a little brew. 
just to get a little bruise. Well, roll on, buddy, pull a load of coal. How can I roll when the wheels won't go? When I'm long gone, make my tombstone out of number nine coal, out of number nine coal. And roll on, buddy, pull a load of coal. How can I roll when the wheels won't go? Yes, how can I roll when the wheels won't go? Ah, yeah. That's good. What we used to say about the um, the coal mining mountain folks as far as the, what they were like, we used to say that um, they made really good friends but terrible enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and because of the isolation of the area, yeah, uh, how you know now they talk about... Uh, if you'd call 911, how quickly the law enforcement people, and every now and then there'll be some folks really upset because something happened and it, it took took 30 minutes. It took too long. Back back in the hills, they might not get there the next day. Mm, and yeah. so there was a kind of a uh, militant, uh, independent spirit where... Uh, they just took the law into their own hands. Um, it was not really good sometimes about all that. But if they were your friends, man, they yeah. they made they made great friends. They were. T- I was reading partly there that uh, a lot of the coal mines were, you know, in the rural areas. The towns yeah. there in in the West Virginia and and eastern Kentucky. Uh, that were the, the the biggest towns around were probably uh, when you go to talk about Harlan Hazard, Pikeville. Uh, back in that day, they would have been under ten thousand people mm. in those towns. Yeah, yeah. very small. I'd very like small. to do another one. Go ahead. What you gonna do? A lot of those coal mine songs had to do with um, the struggle uh, when the uh, when the as the mining industry was going south, and uh, and even even when it was really um, cranking, as mm. we would say, yeah. it was a tough life. Mm-hmm. But then, as they began to have layoffs and shutdowns, and so somebody somebody wrote this song. Well, it was good one time. Everything was mighty fine. The cold temples roared day and night things then got slow for no reasons that I know and ill winds they blew in the night the mines then closed down everybody sat around there wasn't very much left to do except stand in that line Get your rations, grips on time. Woman, I could see it killing you. And the soft new snows of December lightly falls our cabin round. 
And the last train from Poor Valley Is taking brown-haired Peggy Richmond bound It's been coming on and on Soon you would be gone Leaving crossed your mind every day Then you said to me Things are bad back home, you see I guess I'd better be on my way And the soft new snows of December Lightly falls my cabin round And the last train from Poor Valley Is taking brown-haired Peggy Richmond bound Well, I should blame you now But I never could somehow A miner's wife you weren't cut out to be it wasn't what you thought, just some dreams that you bought When you left home and ran away with me And the soft new snows of December Lightly falls my cabin round And the last train from Poor Valley Taking brown-haired Peggy Richmond bound And the last train from Poor Valley Is taking brown-haired Peggy Richmond bound That's a good one there. I like that. Yeah, I think uh, the guy that wrote it uh, I think he said taking brown-haired Betty Richmond Bound, but I always, I've been doing this song for 40 years, and it, I just named her Peggy because it seemed Peggy. to come out of my tongue better. Peggy Sue. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I would just look at you know, the, all the artists that have done um, you know, coal mining type songs. Johnny Cash, you know, he did quite a few. Right. Uh, of course, John Prine, you know, great writer. You know, yes. he, he did uh, quite a few. But Prine, I'd like to do, uh, I'd like to do a Prine song because John Prine grew up in Chicago, mm. but his folks were from down in Muhlenberg County, Kentucky. That's in western Kentucky. That's where they had the strip mines. Mm -hmm. And the little town where his folks grew up was called Paradise, Kentucky. And that's what that's what it says right here. I'll be doggone. Man, I, you do know what you're talking about, <laughs> don't you? A little bit. But I... <laughs> See, I went down there once. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I was living in Louisville. You know, you and I, our journeys have had some parallels. We've had a parallel music journey. We've had a yeah. parallel faith journey. We have. But uh, you've, you've always been a Texan. I have. And I was a Kentuckian and Tennessean for uh, my... I didn't move to Texas till. Uh, Till 79, 1979, and I'd have to figure up how old I was, but I was, I guess, in my 30s. But uh, Young man. But when I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, near there, mm -hmm. I went down to Muhlenberg County, and I was really going down there on a kind of a church gig that I was doing. But I thought, well, this is so close to paradise, and I knew about Prine's song called Paradise. Mm-hmm. 
I thought, well, I'm going to go out there and see what's there. Yeah. So I was able to find where Paradise used to be. Uh, and you actually could kind of look through the weeds and the vines <laughs> and see some parts of foundations. I mean, literally, there was no buildings. Paradise was gone. It was, it was gone. So you think that's where the expression comes from? You know, people says, man, that was paradise. <laughs> no, well, that's, no, that's probably come from biblical. Though, people who say that, <laughs> they don't never heard of paradise. Well, I was thinking out. it was a real gone place is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it was a gone place. But I did. I did pick up a lump of coal. Yeah. And I kept that on my desk hmm. for years and years and years. Right, right. Until finally some thieves broke into my office and uh, I think they stole a transistor radio and my lump of coal. <laughs> and uh, I had eaten in a French restaurant one time, a uh, Latour restaurant on the 40 stories above uh, the Loop in Lake uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I asked them if I could. I've never smoked in my life. But I brought that ashtray back, the Latour restaurant ashtray. Mm. And... Uh, so they took that. They took the lump of coal, the ashtray, and my transistor radio. Oh, wow. And you know why they didn't take my money? Mm-hmm. There wasn't any there. There wasn't any there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were hoping that lump of coal would turn into a diamond someday. <laughs> yeah. <That's what> <laughs> it's almost been long enough. What are you going to do, man? I'm going to do Paradise. I love it. This song is, yeah. uh, the way I like to introduce it, uh, and I did it last Saturday night at the place where I play. Uh, 1971, by the way, is when... Uh, Brian, yeah. Wow. How about that? It was written in 71? That's what it says right here. Cool. Awesome. I know something. I can read. Well, the way I introduce it is say this song is about how they tore up half of western Kentucky just to air-condition New York City. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a child... My family would travel to western Kentucky where my parents were born. There's a backwards old town that's often remembered so many times that my memories are worn. So daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County down by the Green River where paradise lay Well I'm sorry my son But you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's coal train Has hauled it away Sometimes we travel On down the Green River To an abandoned old prison Down by Adria Hill Where the air smell like snakes, we'd shoot with our pistols. Empty pop bottles was all we would kill. So, Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River where paradise lay? I'm sorry, my son. But you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away The 
Then the coal company came with the world's largest show. They tore through the timber and stripped all the land. And they dug for the coal till the land was forsaken. Wrote it all down as the progress of man. So, Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River, where paradise lay? I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away. When I die, let my ashes flow down the green river. Let my soul go on down to the Rochester Dam. I'll be halfway to heaven with paradise waiting. Just five miles away from wherever I am. So, Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County? Down by the Green River where paradise lay. I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal trains hauled it away. Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away. That's a long song. I was just looking at the lyrics while you were singing it there. Did I get some of them right? No, I, well, yeah, I don't think I don't think you sang them all, which is fine because oh. it is long. I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine verses. Nine verses, no chorus. It's just now you came back and repeated what well, maybe what maybe they call the chorus, I guess. But it the shows chorus the chorus is "Daddy, won't you take me back?" Yeah, it, well, it may have been. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. So there really, there was only one. Yeah, maybe maybe four verses. Four is what there is. Well, and you sing them all. Yeah. Well, there you go. By golly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting how that because when I'm writing down a song, you know, to keep a paper copy of it, right? I'll just say, uh, I'll just say, repeat chorus, repeat chorus, repeat, repeat chorus. chorus. Well, that's what most but a lot of those guys they put the put it in there well, every time, and that's what they did. Well, even Mel Bay would say. Even Mel. Even Mel Bay would say, "Repeat chorus," you know. So, or repeat. Go back to repeat lyric number one. <laughs> yeah. Repeat it. Repeat you know? it. Well, it's like the song that you and I were talking about. It's not a coal mining song, but it was a Bob Will song, and because it was so long, somebody cut it down, and you just repeat two, two verses twice. Yeah. There was no chorus. Not not really. It was right, just two, right. two verses, and then you repeat the two verses again. Actually, there was a, this might have been one we were talking about. There was a, a Bob Will song that was covered by George Strait. And it was. Those, That's the one I was talking about. For those of you in, in uh, yeah, yeah. China or wherever, Norway, you may not know either one of those names, Bob Wills or George Strait, but chances are you might. Yeah. Uh, and so they did a song called Right or Wrong. It is. That's what I was trying to look for. And... Uh, I didn't realize for a long time. In fact, when I would hear both both Wills and Strait just did that one, That's right. what became one verse. And I was going, well, why didn't somebody uh, write another verse to that song? 
And then somehow I got clued into the fact that it was an old song from like the 1920s. Yeah. And uh, what Wills did, he didn't particularly like the verses, and when I read them, I didn't like them either. And <laughs> so he just took the chorus and made that the song. And, and it, yeah, good stuff. Well, it's been a great show talking about coal miners. And it has and been. You know, coal, you, coal mining life. And you know? your heart, your heart can go out to the people who whose life has been a struggle, in whatever ways. The people who were. Uh, in the fields picking cotton, um, you know, back when I did that in the 1950s, uh, we were paid three dollars for a hundred pounds, mm. uh, and and that stuff was light. <laughs> so, what do you think, coal miners? What, what did they make? Oh, what was their man. average? You know, I think I saw that somewhere. I bet it w- probably wasn't a whole bunch, huh? I wonder if it was just a few dollars a day, maybe. It may have been. It probably was, if that. Yeah. You know. Back in those days. So we, we have a lot to be thankful for, and we have a lot to be compassionate about. Mm-hmm. There, there are people in the world right now that are uh, having to struggle to get by and to feed their families. And mm-hmm. um, Yep. This God bless true. everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I tell you what, it has been a great show. And we it. just want to remind everybody that you can uh, listen to the big Show uh, a lot of major podcasting platforms: uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast. You may be listening to to us on one of those right now, but you can tell your friends. You know, if they don't have a certain app or they can't get it or whatever, you know. And I think you had a problem one time trying to pull an app up on your phone, so yeah. you can tell them, "Say, hey, look, we'll just go over and get this app here." Yeah. And uh, so, and there's a lot of them out there that you can that you can listen to us on. And remember that you can help support the podcast by subscribing and hitting the link below. And don't forget to share it with everybody you know. And we just want to say thanks for listening. We do appreciate that just a whole bunch. We've had listeners from uh, Canada. We've had uh, listeners from uh, a lot of European countries. And uh, we, we appreciate that a whole bunch. We surely do. We, we're really, um, we're, it's not that we're enamored with the sound of our own voice. It's just getting the names and the journeys of people that have contributed a lot uh, to their, their world yep. and, and uh, yeah. their stories that we, we want to tell. Did you want to do a little bit of 16 tons on the way out? Are you, uh, are you ready to do that one or not? I'm not. You're not? Well, okay, that's no big deal. He loaded 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to, to the, the company, company store. store. Got to go low on that one, man. <laughs> hey, we'll see you folks on another one. Adios. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.